Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have the first week of free agency and much more to cover. Uh, I hope that you checked out my last show with, of course, my brother Drew. Shout out to Drew for joining me then. Um... And, of course, from the two-parter before, all the boys who joined me then, uh, I think during this offseason I'll plan to strive for more and more guests. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're going to be bouncing around all over the place, um, given that we have less NBA action to talk about. But uh, in ways, all of this team building is kind of more intriguing to me than a random... Uh, one in 82 game regular season. Uh, without further ado, I guess I'll jump right into it. The biggest news of the first week of free agency, uh, of course, always relied upon how we would handle uh, our front court depth, of course, with Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker. Uh, I'll start out with the good news Bobby Portis resigned on a two year, $9 million deal using his non uh, bird rights meaning that he was he was able to sign for a uh, starting salary of 120% of his previous salary and yeah that was the most he could sign for while not uh, taking up part of our taxpayer mid-level exception which he could have had an average annual salary starting or not average annual salary first year salary of about five million eight hundred, uh, five million eight hundred ninety thousand dollars. Instead, he's has an average annual annual salary of about uh, four and a half million, of course, uh, starting with a little less than that. So, huge shout out to Bobby for staying here. He tweeted out, "Run that shit back," which we're going to do. Um, so yeah, huge win for the Milwaukee Bucks because he could have signed for much more than either the nine million over two years with the Bucks, or he would have been what about like eleven million over two years had he just signed with us, but for uh, a different amount. So yeah, huge win. Um, trying to bring up a sheet here because. Locked on Bucks, Frank Madden, of course, suggested that Bobby taking this discount now, uh, the terms to this discount may also come along with a handshake to sign him for his early bird rights, which he will have next offseason, which means he can sign for, um, for 175% of this year's contract because he has a player option for next year, which he will likely decline. Uh, this year, his salary will be 
$600, 175% of that is $7,608,300. Um, and those are the same bird rights that Pat Connaughton signed for last year, and it has to be a minimum of two years, which is why the Bucks got themselves uh, in another peculiar situation last offseason when they tried to sign Pat Connaughton to a one-plus one, which led to his raise. That we are more than okay with now that we have a championship, but all that being said, Bobby Portis can sign a four-year, $34 million contract next offseason, and that also will be... um, that would be more than what the uh, taxpayer mid-level exception will be uh, next year. So, so yeah, uh, hopefully Bobby gets his money. Um, I feel like my tone here is may not sound super excited, and that's because, unfortunately, P.J. Tucker uh, did not re-sign with the Milwaukee Bucks, although it was rumored he could have gotten. Uh, he had maybe been discussing a two-year $20 million deal with us. Uh, but he ended up signing for two years, $15 million with the Miami Heat. Um, initially, Bucks fans were disappointed, but I would never urge um, fans to be upset with the players. Um, as a lot more of the power has shifted towards the players as opposed to the power being more so with the owners in the past. Um and given that uh, PJ was traded here, this isn't where he initially signed. Of course, he was more than happy to win a championship with us. But just given his personality and, you know, being the glamorous man that he is, maybe Milwaukee wasn't the place he wanted to live out the rest of his career. And of course, with the sports cars that he drives that may have not uh, gone well in the snow, then uh, an Instagram post from PJ Tucker, I, I'll just rip out a quote here. Uh, he's said, like my grandma used to tell me, all you can control is what you can control. Uh, and there's a lot more than just than just that one little phrase. But sure, many have already seen PJ Tucker's post thanking Milwaukee um, and announcing that he's sad to leave us. Uh, and, of course, that suggests that Milwaukee Bucks ownership simply did not think that uh, it was worth it to keep P.J. Tucker, although he started 19 of our 23 playoff games in our championship run this year. And uh, I don't care what anyone says, we would not have even gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. I don't think that's a hot take considering the defense he played on Kevin Durant. So... Really disappointing. I've sort of come to terms with it as much as I could, but uh, as uh, Real GM's Danny LaRue likes to say, ownership is the biggest competitive advantage in the NBA. It did, however, bring us a championship, but, you know, my initial thoughts were that this team deserved... Um, you know, as much of a chance to repeat as they could possibly get. We are unequivocally becoming worse 
uh, getting rid of P.J. Tucker because with his non-bird rights, that um, that doesn't affect our capacity at all to sign anybody else. Um, that doesn't affect the taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, it doesn't hard cap us. doesn't affect any of our trade exceptions, one of which that we used. So all, all it affects is uh, the owner's pockets. And although they're dishing out plenty with the luxury tax, it's... it's it's disappointing. Um, I'm not going to defend multimillionaires ever, but for what it's worth, I looked a bit more into the luxury tax than I had in the past. Um, and it's difficult to assess the, the cost of a single signing with the, uh, with the tax payments, because the tax obviously is determined based on, uh, the total team salary, but if we're looking at PJ Tucker's deal in isolation, um, if the Bucks sign PJ Tucker for the same two-year, fifteen million dollar deal, um, with uh, the lowest annual, the lowest starting salary, because um, bird rights have maximum raises of eight percent, his contract this year would have been. About seven point two million, and luxury tax levels basically increase every five million. Um, so for the first five million of that seven point two million dollar contract, that would have cost the Bucks seven and a half million. And then, do, 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 looking at my spreadsheet, um, the next two point two million um, would have amounted. To do 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 eleven. That's my adding machine. Okay, so the first five million dollars of PJ's seven point two million dollar contract would have costed them seven and a half million, and then the next uh, two point two million would have cost the Bucks three point eight million. Um, and that gets us to the 11.3. If we're just looking at PJ Tucker's um, tax bill in a vacuum, um, essentially that's if the Bucks contracts without PJ Tucker were exactly at uh, the luxury tax threshold, which it is not. So. This all probably would have cost the Bucks uh, even more than what I'm outlining right here. Um, and then, of course, the repeater tax kicks in once a team pays the luxury tax uh, three times in four years, which we're just over the luxury tax threshold for this year, which is okay. We won a championship. We will be next year for sure. And uh, also, again, um, given that Giannis and Drew are having raises, we there will be uh, there's basically zero chance we will be able to duck it, especially if we were to sign PJ Tucker. So again, in a vacuum, PJ's deal would have also cost us about two point. Uh, it's about. Pardon me, about $20.2 million in his second year. Um, 
and that's while only paying PJ 7.8. That's how much of an increase it is because do 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 do. Essentially, the repeater bill means that you spend an extra dollar compared to the non-repeater bill um, for those same for those same five million dollar increments. So that's why it would be so much uh, for the bucks to pay in uh, in this in just the second year of PJ's contract. Um, so yeah, that's essentially how PJ Tucker's two-year, fifteen million dollar contract uh, would have actually cost the Bucks uh, thirty-one and a half million dollars over two years. Um, hopefully, that makes sense. I gather that some of you listening might have got lost a bit um, since you don't get to look at my spreadsheet. But yeah, although I understand. The position that PJ's uh, contract would have put the Bucks in, it's disappointing considering how important he was to this team, and I hope people aren't underrating that now. All right, where are we? So now uh, we had other signings besides uh, Bobby and not PJ Tucker as the Bucks are signing George Hill to a two-year, $8 million contract, fully guaranteed, um, this will be part of our 5.89 uh, taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, George Hill spent last season with the, well, partially with the Oklahoma City Thunder and then the Philadelphia 76ers. As you could tell from some of my tone and from what I've said, of course I was down on some of the Bucks moves getting rid of P.J. Tucker and I found myself in this loop where I was maybe a little too negative about some of these other signings thinking how great are these signings if both George Hill and someone else we'll get to later uh, were away from their previous teams but that was of course ignoring um, what the previous contract was that the Sixers and the other team that will come later are waiving for example um, George Hill's uh Expiring contract with the Philly, with the Philadelphia 76ers that he originally signed with us only had uh, about 1.275 million guaranteed. Um, however, um, that contract would have eventually had to have been fully guaranteed if the Sixers wanted to keep George Hill for the remainder of the year. And that fully guaranteed deal for George Hill would have been $9 million, uh, for just this year. So if George is signing for less than that over two years, that's probably above what his market value is, of course. Um, so, yeah, that's not a great case to be against the George Hill signing. Uh, I know that Sixers fans were a little underwhelmed with George Hill last year as he could have played a bigger role for them. But Hill obviously played exceedingly well for us. Um, this could be a case maybe a, for or against him, but he has had uh, he has been up and down uh, depending on the team that he's been with over the years. Uh, remember, he wasn't great for the Cavs, um, and he wasn't 
I mean, I don't think he did anything special with the Kings either, but he was really great for the Jazz before he got hurt. Uh, and of course, for the Pacers and Spurs and us. So who knows? Maybe the Sixers just, maybe it just wasn't a great situation for him. But he is a couple years older than he was uh, two years ago with us. Um, so I don't think there's any reason to be down on that uh, other than I remember when the George Hill signing was mentioned to me, um, my roommate mentioned that George Hill had potentially burned a bridge with the Bucks before he left. Um, and I was confused because I must have totally blocked that out. But So I did my research, and uh, the only thing I could find was that uh, George Hill had liked a post saying that Giannis is the Harden of the East and needs to learn how to play basketball. Um, that's kind of confusing to me because I think Harden, uh, knows how to play basketball, uh, pretty well. I think, I think many would call him a hooper versus a basketball player like Giannis. Um, but if the most that he did was like a post, I don't think it's a big deal. Even if I'm missing something, I don't think it's a big deal because I don't know. He was a, he was a good part of our team when he was here. Um, I thought that everyone liked him pretty well, particularly Dante DiVincenzo uh, posted, a, posted a gif that suggests that he was pretty excited when we re-signed George Hill, so I'm okay with it. Um, I had alluded to the fact that we had signed another player that was previously we previously waived, and that was uh, Rodney Hood from the Toronto Raptors. It's believed that he signed for a veteran minimum contract that would be about 2.39 million because minimum contracts are um, calculated based on years of experience. This will be, I believe this will be Hood's eighth year in the NBA. Um, Hood's had, yeah, eight years in the league. So he's had a successful career. He averaged 10 points per game. Um, Every season, I believe, except maybe his rookie year in this past season, um, it's noteworthy that he tore his left Achilles tendon um, in December of 2019. So that uh, would explain part of the fall off. Uh, despite averaging double digits for much of his career, he only averaged 4.5 points per game. And... 36.2% shooting from the field in 17.1 minutes last year between um, playing for the Blazers and then being sent to the Raptors as part of the um, Gary Trent and um, Norman Powell trade. So, yeah. Also noteworthy, um, if you're being maybe negative like I was and tempering your expectations based on the fact that hood was waived uh you should consider that that hood's hood's uh 10 point uh 10.95 to million dollar contract was not guaranteed for this year so given that he's going to be signing for uh a deal starting at 2.39 million um seems fair that uh the raptors did not want to pay him over 10 million dollars this year and 
yeah, kind of one of those wait and see deals. Um, even though I'm trying to talk myself into all of these moves since I was initially so down on them, might have veered too far in one direction. I think I think it's fair to have skepticism considering how much Hood fell off last year. Um, you know, he could be a huge bargain if he gets back to where he was before he tore his Achilles, but I think that's a big if. Um, Achilles is, of course, uh, despite Kevin Durant's return, one of, one of if not the worst basketball injury. Same thing... Um, hmm. I was going to say I think the same injury happened to Brandon Jennings, but I'm not 100% positive in that. Uh, but sure, if you, if you want to prove me wrong there, you can look up what major injury... Uh, made Brandon Jennings uh, go from Pistons starting point guard to uh, a G-leaguer for us. But, yeah, I mean, he is... Hood is slated to be, um, at best, our ninth or 10th guy. So I guess there isn't a huge opportunity to cost here. Um but we're still not that deep of a team, so I think that that makes the opportunity cost greater. But, hey, here's to Hood getting back to his old self. Um, next, I'd like to move on to our other, uh, presumably, minimum deal for Semi Ojale, which, uh, based on, I think this will be his fifth year, um, he'll, he should be making... Uh, one point nine three nine million on a minimum deal this year. He spent his previous years with the Boston Celtics. He had career highs uh last year, but uh, of course it was still only in seventeen minutes per game. So that's uh that's a four point six points, two point six rebounds, and point seven assists. He started fifteen of his. 56 games played for the Boston Celtics, but the Celtics were definitely a team who um, did not have a ton of depth either. Of course, if you know anything about Semi Ojale, it's quite apparent that we'll be expecting him to fill some of the gaps left by PJ Tucker, but PJ Tucker is, of course, a very rare kind of player in this league, so. Um, I think that's asking a lot of Semi Ojale, but he's, of course, built like a tank. And he theoretically can shoot the three. But yeah, similar to Hood, he will be our ninth or tenth guy. Um, so I wouldn't uh I wouldn't have too many hopes there, but yeah, still plenty of room to be pleasantly surprised by Semi Ojale. Now, somewhat of an un un unexpected transaction here was uh, between the Bucks and the Memphis Grizzlies when we acquired Grayson Allen for Sam Merrill and two future second round picks, which is um, a great piece of business for the Bucks and partially, um, you know, recouped uh, some of my pessimism in this offseason. Um Grayson Allen is definitely a pesky defender. He's had that reputation since Duke. Uh, he can 
I would say he's definitely a reliable uh, floor spacer as well. He has scored a career-high 10.6 points per game and started 38 of the 50 games that he played for the Grizzlies last year. So I think just, you know, two second-round picks are definitely valuable, but even though it was two seconds, they're still second-round picks, and Sam Merrill wasn't long for us either. So, uh, yeah, I am happy with this deal. I think some out there may be higher on this than I am. I've even heard suggestion, suggestions that uh, Grayson Allen could start um, <laughs> above Dante even when Dante comes back, but um, I would not put my money on that. Uh, he's a similar mold to Pat Connaughton in my mind, and I think I would still put uh, my money on Pat starting over uh, Grayson uh, to start the year when Dante obviously isn't there, but I'd be happily be proved wrong um, by Allen, and I think he even had uh, a big game against the Bucks this year, if memory uh, serves me right. Um, yeah, he definitely uh, fits fits into a prototype that's very valuable in this league, and I'm happy the Bucks got him. Um, noteworthy is doo -doo -doo. it's noteworthy that he was acquired using the uh, the DJ Augustine trade exception that we got in the PJ Tucker trade um, and yeah that trade exception was for about 4.9 million uh Grayson Allen's contract is 4.1 million and we're definitely sending back uh, the $50,000 of Sam Merrill's guaranteed contract that uh, I think today is the guaranteed date on that for the Grizzlies if he's not already waived. Um, and given the Grizzlies depth, I, I don't know what uh, Sam Merrill's chances are there, but Still, shout out the uh, Mountain West, uh, Luka Doncic. Um, and may I mention uh, NBA champion Sam Merrill with that as well. All right. So hopefully I'm not missing any big moves there because that's essentially where our team stands today and where it will likely stand moving forward, giving our lack of flexibility. But... I'd like to share a word from our new sponsors in Manscaped. Support for Knuck a Few Buck is brought to you by Manscaped. They're the best in men's below-the-waist below the grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. It's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. Now, I won't be as graphic as my friend Colin was in 
a previous episode or two ago, but I will share that I, like every brave soldier, have endured more battle wounds than I'd like to admit. In addition, while using a conventional ra- razor, I put myself in harm in harm's ways way more often than ne- necessary while subjecting myself to uh, far too much cleanup. Now with Manscaped, I can use their waterproof lawnmower 4.0 in the shower, allowing me to have a more effective shave more often and with less hassle. Uh, I think that's kind of the best thing about Manscaped and the lawnmower 4.0. Um, I know plenty of people like myself have probably put off uh, looking and feeling their best for uh, only that special occasion when it arises, but um, now there's no reason to not feel like that all the time. Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredibly comfortable uh, grooming experiences. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now I feel confident when I'm shaving my boys. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths of sizes 1 through 4. Did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Man, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it all wrong. No person... Ooh, I'm not going to use that line. That's a gross one that I've been excluding on purpose. But yeah, if if you don't have two trimmers, shame on you. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com if you use the code Giannis. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your family jewels all right now just because we're done with free agency moves for the weekend maybe even for the summer i mean there there, there'll definitely be um more news to come but definitely on the margins of course we will have some training camp deals um sandro mamu kalashvili um was noted as our as one of our two-way spots, but of course we have another. Um, the NASA Santa de Cumpo. Uh, it's probably the safest bet at, for someone to return anywhere um, as far as players signing a minimum contract, but that technically hasn't been announced yet. But he and Giannis are busy in Greece, of course, where before I forget... Um, we should mention that our hometown hero is uh, helping others in his hometown or near it in Greece. Uh, Greece has been affected by wildfires, and I heard that Giannis has offered up at least two nights of um, at least two nights stays in a hotel um, around the area in Greece for at least uh, you know up to eighty-seven people. So, uh, great moves there from our MVP. And moving further across the globe, uh, the uh, Team USA has won uh, the gold medal for, I believe, the fourth uh, 
Olympics in a row. Of course, plenty of help came from particularly Drew Holiday. The general consensus is that Drew was the second best player on Team USA, just behind um, Kevin Durant. The international game uh, bodes well for Drew Holiday as it allows uh, for a lot more physicality uh, as, a, as opposed to the foul baiting that uh, many talk down upon in the NBA. Um, of course, Kevin Love notably left Team USA after just one shot attempt when he um, pump faked and launched himself into a defender behind the three-point arc and didn't get a call, and then he bailed. But um, it seemed odd that he was there anyway. Kevin Love's a great guy. I don't know why I'm sounding like this right now, but it's just facts. Um, and Chris Middleton as well. Um, I'll go right ahead and admit that I didn't watch a single Olympic game. I don't, even with those two guys there, I don't really care for international basketball. Um, I think that's natural um, for Americans since we're heavily favored to win every year, but uh, we definitely had our work cut out for us. I feel bad that I didn't watch more considering we had two bucks there, but Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, but from what I saw, I definitely checked out box scores plenty, and it seemed that Chris Middleton was consistently one of our best scorers off the bench. Um, yeah, but in a span of 17 days, Drew and Chris won both an NBA championship and a gold medal. Um, there's been less than 10 players, including both of them, um, in history who have won both an NBA championship and a gold medal. Uh, in the same year, and two teammates haven't done so since Jordan and Pippen uh, with the Dream Team in 1992. So yeah, uh, huge uh, hot boy summer for our boys there, and I believe Chris also, um, Chris, Chris's wife also gave birth to a baby while uh, he was in Tokyo too, so a real Fred Van Vliet summer for uh for uh, James Christian Middleton. Uh, less exciting news is that uh, Bucks assistant Ben Selvin will be joining uh, Ime Udoka's uh, new coaching staff with the Boston Celtics. Um, now, uh, if I go to uh, Behind the Bucks' fan-sided page, um, I can see that Ben Sullivan was uh, notably uh, the shooting coach of the coaching staff who worked plenty with Giannis Antetokounmpo on more than just his more than just his jump shot but also post moves and what have you and Giannis is quoted um, in saying that he also helped him with his ball handling and just becoming a better overall player uh, but we are fortunate after after all all this time and all this interviewing. Um, not so fortunate for for uh, our other assistants, but selfishly for the Bucks, they are keeping uh, Darvin Ham and Charles Lee. And uh, many will remember that we brought uh, an additional uh, coach uh, back to our staff and Josh Oppenheimer from the Jason Kidd days, who had. A strong relationship with Giannis, and he is also uh, a notable shooting coach or shot doctor who worked uh, plenty with Giannis and Chris early in their careers. So, a loss, of course, but uh, we wish 
Ben Sullivan all the best, and uh, there's still uh, much reason to believe uh, believe in our coaching staff that we still have here. Um, another loss that we had, unfortunately, but not super surprising in Bryn Forbes. He'll be actually returning to the San Antonio Spurs. It's funny. I feel like this is really a summer of players returning uh, it's previous teams. Let's see if I, off the top of my head, I can remember. Uh, Brent Forbes was one. And as Cantor's back on the Boston Celtics, he was just there uh, fairly recently. Um, of course, players resign all the time, but they don't always go back after uh, after leaving. Oh, well, our own George Hill, duh, that's one, but... Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, something you don't always see, but you know, there's reason to believe that uh, Forbes had a positive experience with San Antonio Spurs, given that he was there so long, and of course, he's going back now. So we wish Bryn all the best. Um, he declined his player option, but you know, of course, Bobby did so too, and he returned. Um, so. But Brent also hardly played at all in, um, yeah, especially in the in the in the NBA Finals. So, but still, he had he had one of the highest uh, three point shooting percentages in the league. So hopefully that um, helped him make some money. Famously outscored Jimmy Butler in the first round, which we'll never forget. Um, so, yeah, I mean, broken record, but uh, we wish uh, Bryn Forbes all the best in San Antonio. And and I'm happy he's back, back in a spot where he feels comfortable. Um, now I would like to share a note from our returning sponsors in Thrive Fantasy. Uh, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in respective sport. For example, if you're a little obsessed about the NBA but um, casual um, when following other leagues, such as myself in the MLB, I went to a Brewers game Wednesday afternoon this past week. Uh, with some of my family friends, the Clousing. Shout out to you guys. Love you. So glad to see you after um, all this time. But I went to the Brewers game and I really only recognized um, like two to three names, maybe. And also until this year when I saw a clip of uh, Ryan Braun in the stands, I probably would have assumed that he would have been on a roster. But that just goes to say how casual I am about the MLB. Um, all that said, I don't know if that's if that's where I would go with uh, my player props, but I've mentioned before I won my uh, fantasy football league or one of the two. I st- but I still consider myself casual, and I think that I could uh, still take advantage of Thrive Fantasy and choose five out of ten player prop options and build. Uh, my fantasy lineup, each player prop uh, has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is naturally. You want to rack up the most points to win a share of the player prize pool. Thrive's awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. 
and they've guaranteed um, $50,000 for a light NFL regular season week and thousands more since the return of the NBA season. Uh, take advantage of this. You'll want to use promo code Giannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S. When you sign up today, you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you can visit them at their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right. Now, to close out uh, this week's episode, I just wanted to go over some of the moves that other that other competitors of ours have made. Uh, <laughs> of course, let, let's go ahead and start with the Miami Heat. I have a feeling that uh, some of this might be coming uh, as a repeat, not just uh, in knowing that P.J. Tucker is going to the Miami Heat, but something tells me I might be um, I might be meeting up with uh, the 305 Culture's uh, J.J. Rivera to, to discuss uh, the connections between our two teams again. Of course, now there is more, but that's totally unofficial, so uh, don't quote me on that. The Heat have P.J. Tucker incoming, Markeith Morris from the Lakers, and not to bury the lead, but they also acquired Kyle Lowry in a sign-in trade. They sent back Goran Dragic and Precious Achua. Um, they did give up, like I said, Dragic, Achua, uh, Andre Gidala uh, is going to the Golden State Warriors. He's returning there. He fits into the category I mentioned before, along with uh, George Hill and Bryn Forbes. Um Ariza is going back to the LA Lakers, but Ariza has been on about half of the NBA teams at this point in his career. Uh, Manya Bialica will be joining Iguodala in Golden State. Kendrick Nunn will be joining uh, Ariza on the Lakers. And then I believe Udonis Haslam uh, retired finally. So uh, he lost a bunch of guys, um, but. They also re-signed Dwayne Dedman, who was, I would say, one of their one of the few guys who played up to par in the series against the Bucks. They re-signed Victor Oladipo, who many Bucks fans wanted us to add, but who knows what kind of production he'll have at this point. He's unfortunately battled plenty of injuries, but he's had quite a fall from grace. Um Oh, they obviously re-signed Duncan Robinson for uh, three years. Uh, nine, oh, no, no, no. That's totally wrong. Um, I think it was five years, $90 million. Does that make more sense? Here's my adding machine. Yeah. Average annual salary of $18 million over the next five years. Uh, five years, $90 million for Duncan Robinson. Um. And, oh, yeah, they gave Jimmy Butler a uh, five-year, $184 million extension. He'll have an average annual salary once that kicks in of $36.8 million. Um, So, yeah, I think that they got better. Um, They might still have some holes to fill on their roster, but they were already uh, quite deep. 
They've improved their starting lineup, at least somehow defensively. Now, I'm not truly afraid of them. I think we would still be favored in a series, but um, I don't know if it will be the same cakewalk that it was in the playoffs in the first round. Meanwhile, um, we can jump to the Brooklyn Nets, who, of course, we just snuck past in the second round in that Game 7 overtime. Uh, where Kevin Durant's foot was on the line to send it to those extra innings. Part of me, that's from my Brewers game Wednesday, but we cannot forget that Harden and Irving missed uh, plenty of time in those series and didn't, didn't, or at least Harden did not look like quite himself either for the games that he returned in. Um, now, I think it's closer to a wash. Um, as opposed to the Heat as far as the Nets' uh, incoming and outgoing talent. Yeah, I'll just go down the list. Patty Mills, also someone who many Bucks fans were interested in. Um, This is kind of where I was getting upset with people when they were just right away thinking that the P.J. Tucker departure wouldn't be that big of a deal because, yeah, I'm much more of a believe it when I see it kind of guy in free agency. That's why I end up more pessimistic initially because teams don't really have to have their teams or yeah, their roster completed in August, but it just might stress me out more. Um, But yeah, I know many were, many were just going out and assuming that we would get our top targets because we won an NBA championship. Uh, That fortunately wasn't the case as really the heat and Lakers uh, made out, Uh, the best here, but Patty Mills ended up on the Brooklyn Nets, Um, as did James Johnson, who uh, I wonder who who they're aiming aiming for him to guard in the playoffs. I think it might be our own uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They um, got DeAndre Bembry, who he will be at the end of their rotation, to be sure. But I like him as a player. I don't think he swings whether or not this agency was a win, was a win for them at all. But uh, they sent out Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign-and-trade to the Washington Wizards. But Dinwiddie, of course, though he would have been a big part of their playoff run, he missed most of the season. Uh, Landry Shamit was sent, sent to the... Phoenix Suns for Javon Carter um, and um, I thought the Nets drafted fairly well they they selected Cam Thomas with I believe the who in he with a pick in the 20s basically um, some people think that he might be one of the steals of the draft because he averaged 23 points per game this year for LSU, which is um, one of the top five uh, mid-range, uh, mid-major points per game averages in recent years. Um, so that's not something to scoff at. They also took uh, Dayron Sharp, who many thought the Bucks would look at. I saw him linked to us when we had our 31st pick in plenty of mock drafts. Um, but if there's any team who, of course, needs help in their uh, front line, it's the Brooklyn Nets, so 
I'd say they they got a good look and sharp, but they did lose Jeff Green, who played a big role for them uh, this year. Um, but James Johnson might fill in uh, some of that gap, but um, I think Jeff Green's shown a lot, uh, at least this past year. So might be tough filling all, filling those shoes. They did, however, re-sign Blake Griffin, which is certainly uh, notable for them. Um, and then just for uh, kicks and giggles, I figure we could take a look at the Lakers moves because I mentioned that they were uh, huge winners of free agency. Um, I think I'm higher on the on the Russell West, Russell Westbrook trade than others. Definitely, I'm higher on it than my brother Drew was when we discussed it on uh, last week's episode. But yeah, I just I just don't think anyone's gonna want to face. Uh, a trio of Westbrook, LeBron, and Davis. Westbrook could also help save the legs of LeBron and Davis. And naturally, the Lakers didn't have a hard time filling out the rest of the roster. They got Kendrick Nunn as part of their taxpayer mid-level exception. Um, uh, starting salary of $5 million. They've retained Marcus Gasol, who will help with their spacing. Speaking of spacing, they also got Carmelo Anthony on a minimum. <laughs> they got Trevor Ariza on a minimum. They got Wayne Ellington on a minimum. They got Dwight Howard on a minimum. <laughs> they got Kent Bazemore on a minimum. And they somehow got Malik Monk on a minimum. That's a huge steal for them. Let's see, how many people did I just name? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. So yeah, that's 12 people on the list that I'm looking at right here. Um, so their roster is pretty much set. And although they're relying on a lot of older talent that may drop off, um, I think that they'll all be able to find, find a role. Um, many questioned, um, if given their age, if they'd have players to run with Russell Westbrook, but I think candidates for that will of course be a Malik Monk. They re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker using their early bird exception, um, Kent Bazemore, although he is 32 years old. Um, the Athletics Marcus Thompson and David Aldridge suggested that Bazemore is always ready to run in transition. Um, Kendrick Nunn, if I didn't mention him. Um, now, they did lose Alex Caruso. Uh, it does not look like they will re-sign um, Guys like Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, but yeah, I think that they had a fine off season. Um, I suppose we might as well go this route, even though I still don't think it's entirely consequential for the Milwaukee Bucks. But if we're concerned at all about our I ninety four, well, we're not concerned, but. Regarding our I-94 uh, rivals, the Chicago Bulls had uh, quite a free agency themselves acquiring Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan in sign-and-trade deals. Of course, two separate ones because they were on separate teams. But, um, yeah, they sent they sent out, uh, you know, high-end, high-end role players, essentially, for those two who are 
Um, definitely starting quality guys, um, if not more. Um, there's definitely there'll definitely be questions with their defense as they still have uh, Vucevic as their starting center, um, and then Levine and DeRozan aren't great on that end either. But they did sign Alex Caruso from the LA Lakers, who's an an all NBA or uh, <laughs> Alex Caruso. All all NBA caliber player. Uh, uh, all jokes aside, perhaps an all defensive caliber player. I heard uh, plenty of analysts suggest that. Um, Lonzo Ball fits into that mold as well. So they'll be, um, I think, well, yeah, with Lonzo Ball, they'll be, um, I think they'll be maybe average at a point of attack defense. It's asking a lot of Patrick Williams on the defensive end, but uh, I would think that Chicago's fairly optimistic about his uh, two-way projection. So yeah, uh, they might have a have a below-average defense, but they could have a pretty potent offense. With uh, I mean, Levine is unequivocally an all all NBA player, or maybe not all NBA. He's <laughs> He's definitely an all-star player. Could maybe be all-NBA third team eventually, but it's quite a talented league. I would not put money on that. Um, Lonzo Ball is a is much improved uh, from shooting beyond the arc. Uh, Demari Rosen can help with some ball handling duties and can also be deadly as a cutter. And then, yeah, Vooch can fill it up on offense as well and we'll see how much Patrick Williams can plug some of those holes and also contribute on offense so nice starting lineup offensively hopefully they're a playoff team for their for their sake um, but I would not be afraid of playing them in the first round I suppose it's it's plenty of talent but yeah who knows how much they will defend but I think that's quite a digression from the Milwaukee Bucks talk. So I think I'll call it at that, but there'll be more more action for us to talk about soon. I'm very disappointed that I will not be able to attend Summer League as was part of my plan for the past couple years, really, since COVID-19 set that back, but I have a work conflict with my day job. And my counterpart's getting married, so I can't uh, be too upset at uh, having to take on to hold down Fort for my team. But, yeah, definitely have a bit of FOMO that I can't go to Summer League this year. But I'll still be watching, at the very least, the Bucks Summer League games and share all the Mamu Kalashvili highlights as well as uh, the latest on Jordan Awara. Uh who was quite a standout with the Nigerian team, of course, in the World Cup. Uh, and then just looking at the at the Summer League roster that was released today, uh, there were a lot of other names on there that I that I thought I at least, at least recognized. So I'm hoping it'll be fun. And perhaps many of you will also be tuning in. But, yeah, if you have any feedback, feedback good Bad or indifferent, you could reach me at NBA. 
U is just the letter U. Everything else is how it's normally spelt. That's both my username on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to share sweet nothings in my ear or roast me, I don't care. All's welcome. But at that, I'll see you in another life, brother. And we'll still be 2021 NBA champions. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.